maybe before you continue on, pause it, go onto YouTube and go to the Bible Project and the Son of Man. Watch that video and that will help you. So for us, the rest of us that were here, that we've watched it, that video now. So last time I preached at the end of term two, I spoke a message called The Last Days, Moses' Dream. Do I have a witness in this place? Was I the only one here? Moses' Dream, the, and we're talking about the last days. And so there's a guy called Peter. The church is birthed, so the church starts. And then this dude called Peter starts preaching. And he goes, back in the time, there was a man called Joel who prophesied. And then Peter preaches and says, in the last days, and he talks about what will happen in the last days. And basically, the church is what happens in the last days. And the Holy Spirit gets poured out. And so we had a, I had a bucket I pretended to wet you all with. Right, you remember that? And it's because that was saying the Holy Spirit is poured out on all of us. And so we, gotta, we don't got to believe in the drip God. We believe in a bucket pouring out God that comes upon all of us. And so the Holy Spirit can be upon us in the last days. And the Bible has a lot to say. This book has a lot to say about what happens in the last days. And so we've got to understand we're living in the last days. What happens on earth is temporary. This, this life, this existence is not forever. There is something that happens after we die. There, and we, got, we, we are eternal beings in a... Uh, temporary body. And so we, it's important for us, if we're Christians, if we believe that there's more to life than just this existence, what happens in these last days? What's the purpose of these last days? Why are we on this planet for the last days? And so today's message doesn't really super address last days, but it's a foundational building block that we need to know so that we can understand why we believe in Jesus. Who is Jesus? To understand what he says about the the last day, so that we can do it well. Everyone on, my, on the same page with me? So uh, we're going to look at our, as a main bit of Bible today is Matthew chapter 9, verses, 20, uh, verses 2 to 7. Matthew chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. And so uh, I'll crank that open. And so my Bible has a title on it above it. It says, Jesus heals a paralyzed man. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. So some people brought to him, can everyone say Jesus? So Jesus was the him. Um, some people brought to Jesus a paralyzed man on a mat. Can everyone point to the mat? On the mat. Seth, can I borrow you? Seth's going to be a paralyzed man on the mat. So people, you can be the people, brought to Jesus a paralyzed man on the mat. So you get comfortable like a paralyzed man. Thank you. Good job, Seth. So there's a paralyzed man on the mat. Be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, that's blasphemy. Uh, Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easy to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up and went home. Why don't you just close your eyes one more time. We're just going to pray that Holy Spirit can reveal to us 
all the truths that we need today from this bit of scripture. God, right now, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the men and women that have gone before us in history that have made this book available to us. God, as even as it says that it is alive and powerful, that it's sharper than any sword that can cut and distinguish between different parts of the body. God, you can distinguish and cut through the things in our soul, in our heart that we need to hear. So God, I, God, I pray that the truth of this scripture would be made alive to us, that you'd quicken things to our lives, that we would leave this place knowing who Jesus is in a greater real way. Amen. So for a title, we're going to talk about last days, Jesus, the Son of Man. Jesus, the Son of Man. So we just read this scripture of a paralyzed man. Who, who has a TV in this place? Or, or Netflix or some other streaming thing? What happens when you want to stop watching it? You pause it. What happens when you press pause? It paralyzes them. They're stuck. So just like when you press pause on the screen, it's like they can't move. A paralyzed man, life is pause. They can't move. Exactly. Seth's doing, give him a great clap. We've pressed. So when you get paralyzed, your life is literally being paused like Seth and you're stuck. You can't move. And so on the outside of it, this is a really cool thing. So you think about it, if Seth wants to go from here to school, he's got to get his mates to come and grab the mat and carry him around everywhere. What a life! That chariot! Come on boys! Seth's like, come on boys, we've got, we got to go, go to Macca's. The, the man that come, grab him. Mate, does anyone else want that kind of existence where you've got your boys, just, you don't have to walk a step in your life. You've got your boys coming, carrying you around, or your friends carrying you around. That's kind of the existence that I would want to appreciate. Are you on that on the same page with me, John T? Yeah, you'd like to be carried around? How do you eat? Well, again, you get someone going, the aeroplane, the aeroplane. Um, I think we're going to have a, um, a pitch up on the screen to help. Um, who's been to school here? Anyone been to school here? All right, hopefully, this has been my experience. We'll see if I'm weird or if I'm normal. The picture? Oh, here we go. Casts. Crutches, wheelchairs. Now, when I went to school, this was my experience. I never ever had any of those. Have any of you had had the privilege of having a cast or crutches or a wheelchair? Any of you here? Or we've all been protected, never broke a bone. So you've broken a bone? Yep. So I remember my friends breaking bones and having casts and slings and we'd sign on it and it looked really dodgy, but it was like, oh yeah, so cool. It's like it's like a cast tattoo, you know? For parents. So I'd see all that stuff, I'd be like, Man, this is so unfair. They broke their bone. They got to go have a half a day off of school. Um, they get crutches. Like, how cool is that? Like, I would always see my injured friends and be like, I just wish I could have a week on crutches. I just wish I could hurt my ankle or my knee or something, my hip, so I could have to use crutches. Does anyone else have that? That they'd go, I wish I could be get. Why don't I get to use crutches? I'd hurt my ankle. Oh, mum, I'm like, it's really sore. We might have to go. You're fine, Josh. Go to school. I'm like, no, I need some crutches or something. Then no one, I'm the only one. So I, I used to dream at school for a broken arm. I used to dream for something to be busted that I could have a crutch or whatever. But then I would then talk to my friends and be like, hey, like, um, how cool is it having crutches? And they're like, cool. This sucks. I just want to run. I just want to scratch my back. I just want to. And so for me, I'm like longing for this disability thinking this is so cool, and they're saying, nah, this is not what it cracks up to be. Then they're getting their ruler and, like, trying to scratch inside the, uh, 
the cast and all that. Anyone seen that before? They're like, all these things. And so I find it really interesting, though. Like, in a, in a way, we can see Seth here paralyzed, paused on the mat. And be like, man, that'd be so cool, getting carried away everywhere. We think, that what a life. You don't have the touch to lift a finger. But poor, poor, paralyzed, paused man on the mat is thinking, if I could do anything but be stuck here, if I could just feed myself, if I could just eat the soft serve myself and not have someone just jam it down my mouth, whatever it could be, I just wish I could move. And so we see this story. Jesus is like, says to him, all right, Seth, your sins are forgiven. What? Like, I'm paralyzed. I'm, I'm stuck on a mat. I, I can't move anywhere without people moving me. And you're forgiving my sins. What? purpose is that what is the purpose of forgiving my sins I don't need my sins forgiven I need to move right and then we're gonna have another picture up here and so Jesus uh and then so this is like so I just love this picture here like fishing right so Jesus was fishing he's like <laughs> however the, the water sounds and so Jesus is actually fishing so they're in the, in the crowd around him. We see that there's the teachers of religious law who were in the crowd. And so Jesus wasn't just wanting to forgive Seth's sins. He was actually fishing and he baited the hook and the Pharisees caught the fish. They were like, yep. Yeah. They and they, their thinking started to tick over and they're like, hmm, blasphemy. What is this man on about? What is Jesus talking about? Does anyone have a confidence to know what blasphemy is? Good, no one you do, so I'll help you out here. This is what blasphemy is. Something you do or say that shows you don't respect or honor God. So it's a way that you violate God. So the religious leaders are saying Jesus is violating God by claiming that he is God. Like, because we understand if God's this supreme supernatural being, if some man is then to say, um, I am God, it's like, no, you're not. How dare you say that? But we obviously, we on the part on the other end of this story is we understand who Jesus is so Jesus like being God then reads their mind now I look on my social media and be like I was just talking to Jonty about flag mantle now how the heck do I have a free mantle Guernsey for sale on my social media right does anyone have those crazy things happen to him it's like how did this ad come here when like I was talking it's listening to me and Jesus does that Jesus had that capacity to read minds. And so these Pharisees are like talking to themselves like, blasphemy, this guy's crazy. What's Jesus talking about? And then Jesus reads their mind and says, why do you have that wicked thought in your heart that says, like, um, I can't forgive him? And so then, so then Jesus proposes a question. What is easier to say to the paralyzed man, play, get up and pick up your mat and go, all your sins are forgiven? Now, both are impossible. I, have you, um, Max, ever seen a paralyzed person and just told him, start moving? No. Has anyone done that? No, because it's impossible. I, I've never been able to forgive sins, and I've never been able to say to a paralyzed person, get moving because, like, just get moving. I can't do it in the natural because it's impossible with humans. But then, so Jesus propose the question, well, if it's impossible for a man to make a paralyzed man move, it's possible, like, it's not because it's a man, they're actually supernatural, and if they're supernatural, they must be godly, and if they're godly, they can forgive sins. So then Jesus says, all right, Seth, pick up your mat, pick up your mat, and then the paralyzed man out of nowhere picks up his mat and leaves. 
What a miracle. Fantastic. We've seen a miracle. Thank you so much, Chef. I'll take that. We don't need that anymore. So we see that, that Jesus does this miracle where he, he proves that he's not just a man. He is actually godly. He's not just a, 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 a human, but he's got a supernatural element about him, which is crazy fantastic. And then, so Jesus was saying that um, my priority on earth isn't your body. And that's what I love about when we read the story, because he, he doesn't just use it as a, a way to catch the Pharisees and the religious leaders, the Sadducees, and go, how can I trap you into making you angry at me, like with the fishing technique? But he's actually saying, I want to make a priority here. The, the reason I didn't just come to earth to do miracles, I came to earth to deal with sin. And he made that the priority. So yes, it's terrible that your body is out of whack, but you've got a bigger issue, which is your sin problem, that needs to be fixed. And so Jesus says, my priority on earth isn't your body. My priority on earth is your soul. Your body is for earth, but your soul is for eternity. And we've got to, all get, got to understand that, that our body, this, this flesh thing that we have, is, is temporary while we on the last days. But there will come a time when our last days are over and we have an eternal life, which Jesus deals with our soul. And it says there that we've got to understand then, so the, the last days are the days of the church. The last days are the days that we're now living in. And do we, do we understand that Jesus uh, came? Yes, I believe the healing power of Jesus can still work. And we can still see paralyzed people being healed. But we've got to understand before all of that, Jesus came to deal with our sin issue, to fix our soul, that we would have right relationship with God and have our eternity in heaven and i love the fact that jesus uses this this phrase of the son of man we watched that video and if you're unfamiliar with some of those stories that happened in there back in the book of genesis adam and eve sin right is anyone familiar with that the snake comes and says eve like eat this fruit right she does it and she breaks the rules and then because of her silliness we're all now stuffed thanks eve but then what, then what happens is God then tells the serpent off, which is Satan, the devil, and says, now there's going to be, um, depending on what translation you read, like, it'll say, like, there's going to be arguments now between humans and you forever. And then, it, then God says, the, um, I'll, I'll read exactly how it says here in the Bible. Uh, Genesis 3.15 is where that scripture is found, what that video talked about. And I'll cause hostility between you and the woman. And between her, your offspring and her offspring, he will strike your head, and you will, uh, you will strike his heel. So what it's saying is that the devil is going to like attack our ankle, but we're going to crush his head. And so it's like, well, and so that that's what happens with Jesus' body. He gets his his flesh um, is destroyed, but we understand that actually Jesus in that destroyed sin forever. And so the enemy thinks, oh, he's got a big attack, but he actually got wrecked worse on that moment of the cross and because Jesus is that that's the son of man that and you look at the book of Daniel chapter 7 Daniel sees his vision and like so he's having a dream and he just sees all this crazy stuff happening in the future like we saw in that video and Daniel sees this man on the clouds this human that's when Jesus has died on the cross gone to heaven and now he's like done all these miracles and we can know that Jesus we can actually not just know of that Jesus we can personally and intimately know that Jesus 
to be able to go, God, in these last days, you set the way for us to live in freedom. You set the way for us to not have sin control us. And we want that. And I just want to close on this, this last bit of story. There's a guy called Peter. Again, I started my message talking about him. But so there's a time when Jesus is talking to all his disciples and says, who does the world say that the Son of Man is? Because Jesus is saying, I'm calling myself the Son of Man. But who does the world? Because they all knew, all the disciples knew of the prophecy from from Daniel, in Daniel chapter 7. They all knew about it because they're all in expectation of when is this Son of Man going to come and when's he going to do what he's going to do? And so then Peter gets this revelation of that moment, which is really, really quite interesting. So then we, if we go back a bit in time, in the book of Luke, I think it's chapter, I've got here, Luke chapter 5, Jesus is, is living his life, living his best life, then he sees some fishermen fishing and he goes, hmm, I'm going to make those fishermen disciples. So he says, hey, Peter, um, and like we know the background, Peter's fished all night, caught zero, nothing. And then Jesus goes, hey, Pete, just chuck your net on the other side and then this supernatural miracle takes place and it's overloaded the fish, the nets are breaking and then Peter goes this is not normal like I'm the fisherman, I'm the expert I've listened to some random and this supernatural miracle is taking place and he realised Jesus was a divine being and says get away from me Jesus I'm a sinner get away from me Jesus, I'm a sinner and so, so Peter before he was even a disciple and a follower of Jesus, he said, you're divine. There's something about you that's supernatural. And it's interesting because then Peter's going, I'm a sinner. Like, I don't deserve to be in your presence. And Jesus says, I pick you. I pick Erica. I pick Amy. I pick Jonty. And I love this picture that Peter had such shame and guilt going, I, 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 he understood the issues of his life. And Jesus goes, you know what? It doesn't matter what mistakes you made. I choose you, Max. doesn't matter what mistakes you make. I choose you, twin. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves. We, When we come into contact with Jesus, He goes, you, know what? you are the perfect candidate for, for, for me to use. You're the perfect candidate for me to use you in uh, my life. So then, so, so Peter's had that encounter then where he's understood that Jesus is this divine man. We go back to the story then where Jesus asked him, disciples, who does... Who do people say the Son of Man is? And this is what then Jesus says. I'm going to read in Matthew 16. So the disciples said, well, some say John the Baptist. John the Baptist may have been a man that was a son of man. It could have been Elijah. Elijah literally left off earth into heaven on, on a chariot of fire. And so that, that could make sense because it, it says he was going to rise up to heaven on on the cloud. So Elijah very well could have been the, this so-called son of man. Or, or Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And then Jesus said, but who do you say I am? And Peter was, Peter's like, hmm. I remember back in the time when this crazy dude told me to fish and it worked supernaturally. And then Jesus says, so then Simon says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And, Je- and then, um, then Jesus replied, you are blessed Simon, son of John, uh, because of uh, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you, you did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you, Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. 
what a what crazy thing is. So Jesus is saying to Peter, when you, you've got the revelation of who the Son of Man is, not just of what the Son of Man will do, but who the Son of Man is, which is Jesus. And on that foundation, that revelation of who the Son of Man is, that it is Jesus, I will build my church. We are a part of the church. We are getting built. We've got to get built upon this revelation of who that character, the Son of Man is, that it then says we have the keys to the kingdom. We have authority to unlock and bind things on earth as it is in heaven. And so where there's demonic things, we have the key to say, this demonic thing doesn't belong in my life. When there's sickness and disease, we have the keys of heaven to go, this thing doesn't belong in my life. These things don't belong here. Then we see the good things of the kingdom of heaven, where there's provision, there's prosperity, there's joy, there's peace. We go, you know what? We can bring that on to earth. And if we're living in the last days as the church, the church was birthed for the last days, we've got to get that revelation that the Son of Man, the Son of Man, who is Jesus, came to give us the keys of the kingdom. He came that when the for our life till the rapture comes, or we die, that we bring heaven on earth and we also then kick hell out of earth because that's what we're here to do. So why don't we just all stand up and I'm just going to pray for us individually and collectively that God can do something powerful in our lives in these last days. So I don't know where you're at, but could I just encourage you just to close your eyes where you're at, just as a way of blocking out the distractions of the people around you and to say, Jesus, right now, I want to know you. I want to get a get a, a greater uh, concept of who this Son of Man is, that I could understand that I'm a part of the church and understand that the church has power to make a difference in Port Lincoln, in Australia, in the world, and we can be a part of that. So God, right now, we, you see every individual in this room. And God, I just pray that when we might be like a Peter, that when we come to contact with your glory, that we wouldn't let our sinner status dictate our decision, but we would hear your voice that says, I am chosen, that, that we are wanted, that we are desired by you to make a difference in our world. And God, I, I, I just pray in faith right now that we would see all of us. Uh, God, I pray that there'd be moments of encounter, moments where your glory would be revealed to us. We would go, we're, we're not worthy. We, we, we're not, we don't deserve the, your kind of uh, provision on our lives. But God, I just thank you that you choose us despite our sin and make a way for us despite our sin. And just as the Son of Man, Jesus, just as you uh, unlocked heaven for us and that no devil, no demon can conquer, God, we just believe that you, you put us as a part of the church to be able to bring that expression, that flavor on the earth, that where we tread, demons go. That where we tread, healings happen. And so God, I just pray in faith that we're going to see demons cast out of our friends. That we're going to see miracles of healing take place. We're going to see miracles of provision and just so many more different supernatural things in these last days. Because we've got a revelation that we're not just here for the temporary.